podcast where each month we continue the search for the best bad movies on the planet Earth. I am your host, Aaron, and I am joined, as always, by Matt. Hello. Tripped a bit there, but that's okay. It's early. Um, oh, I should have timed it. Ah, uh, well. Oh, I'll catch you next time. How are uh, How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, it's hot. It's hot here in Ontario. Oh, that's fun. It uh, it was hot here yesterday. I uh, I set up my kiddie pool in the backyard and <laughs> sat in that and drank beer. And uh, that's amazing. Ordered skip the dishes. I had a man come right into my backyard with a bag of tacos. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you can just put those here. That's cool. <laughs> That's amazing. What the hell? Yeah, and then it uh, around, I don't know, around dinner time, maybe five or six, all of a sudden clouds just appeared out of nowhere, and it started raining again. This has been riveting for our listeners. <laughs> this is how we start our 40th episode. <laughs> Oh. oh yeah, happy 40th episode. Oh. We did it. Number 40. That's a milestone for some reason. It is. Well, cuz like to get to 50, it's another 10 months. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true. One a month <laughs> really does add up. We've been doing this for over 3 years to get here. Yeah. It'd be next April. <laughs> We'd be doing 50. Oh. So, uh, yeah. And in and in June, it'll be 52, which would be the approximation of doing it one a week for a year, which is what most podcasts do. So. Wow. Yeah. That's too much. (laughs) Yeah. uh, What what has your life consisted of lately? Have you been viewing? Have you been reading? Have you been Uh, smoking? What what, what, what have you been doing? Drinking. Oh, drinking. Yeah. I am partial to the dark and stormy. Yeah. Ooh, what a drink. Yeah, it's funny actually. Love um it. um I guess it's it's worth mentioning like uh we're going to be doing a a 40th episode party extravaganza Patreon exclusive to kind of recap where we've come. Only, how far only we've gone. Only costs a dollar. Get only costs a dollar, yeah. Get on there. Yeah, and that's going to be really fun. So I've been re-listening to the entire podcast. <laughs> How's that? To do that. It's I can't I can't say that I've been listening with total with total attention. Ah, fair. You know, like I'll I'll put it on and then I'll be cleaning or you know, washing dishes right, or like right. when I when I walk Zelda. So every once in a while I'll kind of be like, "Oh, I zoned out," and then I'll come back to it. But <clears throat> for the most part, not bad not that's bad. good yeah like for me the only time i listen to the podcast is when i'm editing and then and then you're once done. it's done <laughs> i export it i send it out and i'm i never listen to it again yeah fair really sometimes i you know like i'm making i'm making little videos for youtube little highlight videos so i go back and i'll listen to sections of the podcast but right right of course but I do every now and then, like when I you know go and check our download stats, and you know every couple of months, and it's been like this for a while. There will just be like like you got thirty eight downloads today. It's like what? Why? And it's just like <laughs> one download on every episode, like you know. Oh, and just someone, like someone just someone downloaded knew. the entire catalog. Yeah, someone new. So that's great. I love it. 
but yeah we uh there's one episode where for some reason we talk about the dark and stormy and how like i i'm like oh that seems like a drink maybe that i would like but i've never tried it because i don't drink but now that there's a pandemic going on i do drink nice that's and what it took. Drink of choice. <laughs> yep, that's what it took is a world freaking pandemic and now I'm I've on been the booze. Bug- I've been bugging you for years. I'm like, like, can you just can you just like alcohol so that we can have a drink? Can you just figure that out? <laughs> yep. And now that there's a pandemic and we live across the country from each other, <laughs> now I drink. Hey, that's all right. Hey, virtual happy hours are like a huge thing now that people are doing with their friends. They're just like, hey, really? let's, all, let's all get on Zoom or Skype or something, we'll all crack a beer or whatever, have a glass of wine, and we'll just gab. We'll just gab for a couple hours. That sounds great. Yeah. Not the Zoom part, though. Zoom is super annoying. Yeah, we use it for work all the time, and I'm like, I guess, like, image quality, technically, it is better, but I don't like Yeah, well, it. I mean, like, when, when, uh, when COVID first kind of started slapping everyone into their homes zoom is what i was using to talk to my family and stuff and it was fine and Mm -hmm. then but i guess like they normally have a video limit like a time limit and then they lifted that limit for the pandemic but then they put it back on for a little bit they lifted it yeah well because then they realized that like everyone was using it for work and stuff too and they're like yeah no yeah you you can pay you can pay for the pro yeah i mean it's hard to blame them but also screw you zoom (laughs) Because I was trying to like play Dungeons and Dragons with my family because yeah. that's what we do now, as I'm sure. I mean, many other can, people do. Did you just like start a new meeting every forty minutes and then? We did that for for one of our sessions. Yeah, we started like we had to do it like five times to have like a three three and a half hour session, yeah. and that was just super dumb. So that was the last yeah. time we used it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's yeah. I've I've had very little experience with it because I think our company has a a pro membership and so we use. It. Yeah, that makes sense. You're using yeah. it for work. This is yeah. riv- riveting for our listeners. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, uh, at least they can probably relate. Yeah, I imagine yeah. so. We uh yeah well what have I been watching? Oh, I watched um all of Gravity Falls yeah oh i love gravity falls yeah isn't it so good it's great yep it's like it's like rick and morty but for kids i mean fair yeah (laughs) kind of but still enjoyable as an adult very yeah yeah it's very enjoyable no i i really 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 liked it it's it's so funny yeah uh i think my favorite episode might be the one with the merman in the swimming pool. Mermando. <laughs> Mermando, yes, oh, that's right. Amazing, yeah. <laughs> that one was... <laughs> and Seuss is trying to free the inflatable ducks. And <laughs> Dipper's oh. the night watchman. <laughs> oh, and the crazy pool <laughs> check so guy. Good. Yes, yes, pool check. That's right. Oh, so freaking insane it's like eats the whistle <laughs> yeah man no that that episode is amazing so i watched that and then i know i've been watching other stuff like I, oh i started watching space force Meh. 
Oh, yeah? Yeah. Hmm. It's like, I feel like it has potential to be good, but I don't know if they'll get another season. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw that it existed and saw who was in it, and I was like, oh, interesting. But then I watched the trailer, and the trailer was just didn't grab me. I was like, oh, eh, nah. The second episode is quite funny. <clears throat> it involves a chimp astronaut. <laughs> yeah, it involves a chimp astronaut, and I'm like, okay, this is like where this show could go. And it's weird because it doesn't really do that after that. <laughs> hmm. Well. But I was stoked because it was like, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. It was the, you know, the guy that created The Office and Steve Carell. Yeah. They were, you know, co-creating the show together. And he's like kind of playing a Michael Scott character, but he's not. He's not Michael Scott enough for hmm. it to work, you know? I, I don't know. I, I All in all, I would say try it if you want to, I guess, would be my <laughs> review of Space Force. What a glowing review. Yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> that's about that. What about you? Anything else you've been watching? Um, um, my wife and I started watching through Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, I don't like that show. Cool. How are you yeah, finding it's, it? It's so freaking weird. Yeah. It's such a weird show. And it, it's, it's like every episode, there's so much hit and so much miss for me. Mm -hmm. Like there's some stuff that's just so damn funny that I laugh out loud. And it's amazing. And then some of it, it, I just straight up cringe. Like, no. Why? No. Why would you do yeah. that? Yeah. I, I remember I gave that show, because I had a rule where I was like, I'm going to give any show three episodes. It doesn't, you know, interest me after three episodes. I stop. I'll stop. Yeah. And that one, I was just like waiting for the third episode to finally be over so I could stop. <laughs> I was just like, I don't, there's nothing about this that appeals to me. No. Uh. Well, good for you for giving it all three I, episodes. I gave it three episodes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's pretty much everything. I, I mean, I've been watching a bunch of stuff, but like nothing noteworthy. I, I finished. Oh, you know what? Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. No. no, no, no. You what? Oh, yeah. okay. I, I I finished season three of Battlestar Galactica. Oh. And I've, and I've kind of been taking a little break before starting season four, but it's it's quite good. I I still think season two is the best season of that show. But mm, I never got as far as season three, but I mean, yeah, it's a fantastic show. Very good. I, I'm I'm quite looking forward to finally finishing it. Yeah, and the uh, the final season, I think we we talked about it when it first came out, and how I was like, well, I was really interested in in where this could go. But the the animated, uh, Shira, and, and the Princesses of Power, the final mm -hmm. season came out not too long ago. And I have grown to just love that show. I think it is absolutely fantastic. I still haven't watched it. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure if it'll be up your alley because it is technically a, a kid's show, but it just has yeah. like the emotional depth that I want out of a cartoon. And yeah, it's really, it's really powerful and beautiful. I love it a lot. Nice, nice. 
Yeah. <clears throat> what did I? Oh, I watched Finding Dory last night for the first time. Oh, why? <laughs> that was anything. Yeah, I was just like browsing through my many streaming apps, and I was like, oh, I want to go through Disney. And then I, re- I came across Finding Dory, and I was like, oh, I never saw that. I'm going to watch it. And it's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. I remember watching that. It was quite a while ago now, but yeah, it's like, it's, it's nice. It's I think not, I like it if, at least as much as Finding Nemo. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's worth, it's worth a watch. I don't know why that was the one thing that popped into my head out of all the things I watched. <laughs> uh, I got to come up yeah, with something. These, these days, podcasting every month and trying to be like, what did you watch lately? So it's tough. <laughs> Is It's a long, lengthy list. I watched uh, Interview with the Vampire again. Oh. That movie's really great. It's been too it's long ver- for me. I barely remember it. It's very, very gay. And it's wonderful. Love it. Like, I think when I watched that movie for the first time, I was like, maybe, I don't know, 12, 11 or 12. And I just like didn't okay. really pick up on all of the homosexual subtext that was there. I was like, oh, they're vampires and they're hanging out because they're vampires. <laughs> And one of them likes killing people a lot more, and the other guy should probably just start killing people because he's a vampire, and that's what they do. Oh yeah. And then you watch it as an adult, and you're like, "Oh my god, this is their no, they're lovers." <laughs> this is yeah, the, it's it's great. I like it. I like it a lot. Man, it, I gotta it rewatch takes, that. It takes what the you know, any sort of horror or science fiction, I think can. Uh, is at its best when it, you know, addresses something that's an issue in our society. But because it's being viewed through the lens of something else, you know, they're not two men in love. They're vampires. Right. So, you know, they didn't adopt a child. One of them bit a child and turned her into a vampire. Uh, of course. And, and you know, so it's like they're not they're not two dads. That's not happening, but then you watch it and isn't all you're like, oh yeah, they're two they're fucking they're two dads. Yep. Yeah. So, man. <laughs> that's awesome. That's that's what I think uh is, is probably great, uh, best about that and what I like in in like a horror movie or a sci-fi movie is when it is saying something other than vampires are cool. It's like vampires are cool, but you know what's even cooler? Being gay. <laughs> yeah, love it. There's a lot of that, in, which is in, maybe in not She-Ra the message as well. <laughs> <laughs> which is maybe not the exact message that they were trying to send, but yeah, it looked pretty fun to me. <laughs> There's a lot of that in Shira too. Is that what yeah, Shira Shira is is very um, very open and comfortable. And not like stressing the point of the amount of LGBTQ plus characters. Nice. Good. Even this is straight up a non-binary character, and I was like, I don't think I've ever seen that in a cartoon. No, that would be that would be too much for the Disney Channel. Probably. Yeah. Not too much for Netflix, though. Nice. Well, Matt, should we get stuck in? Should we get stuck into this? thing we've forced ourselves to do let's get stuck yeah 
our special 40th episode. All right. Did something special. Something is great about this, and I didn't I didn't plan this when I first decided that we should do a retrospective of the distant future, the year 2000, and watch all movies from the year 2000 on this year. <laughs> it's like a year-long commitment. Like most podcasts would do that for a month, but again, our format you know, <laughs> doesn't allow for that, so we're committed for a year, but... Every now and then, Hollywood gives us a pair of films where two two people had basically the same idea. You know, there's the uh, I think the the most common example would be like uh, Armageddon and Deep Impact. Oh yeah, you know, Finding Nemo uh, and Shark Tale. Oh, right. Uh, kind of came out in the same year. Um, the, uh, the Prestige and the Illusionist. Mm. Ant- Ants in a Bug Life. Yeah, uh, D- Dante's Peak and Volcano. These are all kinds of... Oh, Olympus Has Fallen and White House Down are maybe like the most recent examples of that where it's like, oh, there's two movies about terrorists attacking the White House. And trying to kill the president, like that's weird. Um, yeah, I think. Oh, there was like two Snow White movies that came out in one year. I think. Oh yeah, that totally was. Uh, like two, yeah. So yeah, the, the those kind of things, right? Where it's like basically, essentially the same movie. Uh, oh, the cave and the descent. Those came out in the same. Anyways, but uh, we just <laughs> lots so of happened, examples. <laughs> lots of examples. Uh, but, so this just happened to also happen in the year two thousand, which I thought was perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got two movies about going to Mars. We got Red Planet, Emission to Mars. Yup. The Mars terraforming project will be the greatest achievement in the history of human exploration. We have to make Mars the future, or mankind is history. Ready? Big day. No room for mistakes, either. Gentlemen, we're eating dinner on Mars. We're trying not to go too nuts up here, but we think there's a good chance that this could be water. Of course, if that's correct, then we may have found the key to permanent human colonization. Yes! Okay, we're ready to light this candle. Let's go to Mars. Matt, going to Mars sounds fun, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. It's, uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> it seems like such a good idea that Hollywood had to make two movies about it in the span of one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and boy, there was varying levels of success, wasn't there? <laughs> Indeed. Indeed, um, there was. So, uh, Mission to Mars came out in March of 2000, March 10th. Mission to Mars in March. And Red Planet came out in November. So, I guess that's technically enough time to, like, have the idea and and straight up... You could say that uh, Red Planet is a ripoff of of Mission to Mars if you wanted to. 
I do want to. You do want to? Okay, great. Yeah. Um, what a ripoff. Yeah. So, now, let's, I guess, sort of talk about the quote-unquote missions to Mars, each sort of plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, mission to Mars, funnily enough, takes place in the year 2020. That's uh, yep. a nice coincidence. Uh, and maybe a little optimistic on the filmmaker's part. <laughs> I think so, yes. Because uh, Red Planet is set in 2050, and that's like, all right, maybe we're, you know, maybe we're thinking about going to Mars then, possibly. But, so, they both involve uh, a team of astronauts. They have to go uh, to Mars Red Planet, they're going to Mars because they sent a bunch of algae up there? Yeah, in Red Planet, their mission is essentially, and it said in the opening credits that um, by the year 2025, they knew that the Earth was just fucked. Ah, good. Like, nope, no save in this planet. We need to move. And so their mission is like, make Mars livable so that we can evacuate the Earth. Right. Yeah, 2025 is not that far away. <laughs> no, it's not. And I feel like maybe that's the year that America realizes that the Earth is fucked. I feel like the rest of us have known this for a while. Yeah, yeah, for quite a long time, actually. But then you still see American... I mean, and I mean okay, that's maybe unfair, because there are scientists in America who are like, no, we need to listen to this. But the, and then the American politicians are like, well, mm. but is there any actual hard evidence to say the earth's getting hot it snowed yesterday in vermont so (laughs) you tell me what's what's planet's getting hotter or colder who's to say anyways wow i love your american politician voice this is great this is my american politician (laughs) voice do y'all want some sweet tea I motion we adjourn the Senate and have a sweet tea break on the porch. Ooh. Sorry, before I got sucked down that rabbit hole, what were we doing? Oh, right. So, yeah, so they they need to go to Mars to make it habitable. And so they sent a bunch of algae up there that's supposed to... Make oxygen? Magically make oxygen. Yeah. In, a, in an environment with zero oxygen and nothing to consume anyways um wasn't that was weird it was not very well explained and mission to mars uh is and and sorry and red planet they're the first ones right uh yeah like they've sent the algae they've sent a like a little robot thing and they've sent the station no the robot thing came with them there's like a little satellite robot thingy that's just like on little wheels. Not like the robot. That's oh, not Amy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's but right. I, yeah. There's that I little. I think they're the first ones there, but also there was already I think so, a base there. They're called Mars One. Yeah, but yeah, but you can send like NASA's working on like self-building habitats and stuff where you can just like send that in advance. Um. You know, it lands on Mars and just kind of like... Like a fold-out tent. Yeah, basically. It's like a giant inflatable bouncy habitat that just will pop up on 
on Mars. Like that's that's something that they're working on. So I'm like, all right, well that's all right, cool, cool. I'll accept I'll accept that there's just a, a, a you know country club there that they sent in advance. Um, <laughs> so they're the first ones to Mars. In, in mission to Mars, they've already been to Mars a few times. It seems like, right? Uh, it was a little, it was a little unclear to me. Um, but like, wh- wh- whereas whereas Red Planet does have like their journey to get to Mars, mission yeah. to Mar- mission to Mars is like they're going to Mars and there's a big party and then it just skips to some of the people are already on Mars and some of our characters right. aren't yet. Oh right, maybe they were. Is Don Cheadle's mission the first one? I think so. Yeah. Okay, that would make sense. Yeah. Don che- well, yeah, because based on what happens later in the movie. It'd be weird if they'd been there a bunch of times and no one noticed that. Um, yeah, okay, so Don Cheadle's mission is the first mission to Mars, but uh, something something goes wrong and they, they lose contact with the... Um, <laughs> with the uh, Mars mission. And so the, the rest of the team that, that was at the party is on the uh, space station and they're, they're looking at satellite footage. And they're like, hey, hey, there was four astronauts there, but there's only three graves. So that means he's got to be still alive, right? (laughs) Yeah, or he wasn't around to bury himself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was good. (laughs) They're like, oh, right. Well, anyways, let's go get him. Yeah. Uh, And then they uh, go get him. Yep. Spoilers. They go get him. So uh, Red, Red yeah. Planet is like dangerous mission to unknown territory to save all of humanity. Mission to Mars is actually like a rescue mission in a strange environment. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Although it is um, more than that, but yeah. Mission to Mars also does, I think, spend more time on the mission to Mars. Like more time on the journey to get there, kind of. Uh, Red Planet has... A bunch of scenes with them before they land but for the most part i think they pretty much land on mars like 20 minutes maybe half hour into the movie yeah something like that um and so yeah let's just real real quick the overall plots plot points is like red planet they land on um mars using Literally a bunch of gigantic airbags to like bounce down a cliff. <laughs> yeah, the bouncy balls, the landing they're, balls. <laughs> yeah, because their landing gear wasn't working, so they're like you know, deploy emergency uh, cushions or whatever. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, the, it's yeah, and they it's kind of funny actually because they like bounce, 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 and you're like, oh, and they're like, oh, I think that's it, and then you just like zooms out and you see them on a cliff, and they're like. Oh, just no. like slowly fall off. They're like, oh my god! It's like Homer, like you know, hitting his head on every rock on the way down the cliff, and then every rock yeah. on the way back up. It's it's dumb. Um, and so they land. One of them's injured. Uh, one of them gets pushed off a cliff by a guy mm-hmm. who uh, claims to the rest of the group that uh, that that guy jumped. And yeah, then, to uh, like, kill himself because they had to emergency land, mm-hmm. and they only had a certain amount of oxygen. 
Yeah. And then they got to the base, and the base was trashed. So they're like, well, we're all going to suffer here. Yeah, so they're pretty much going to die. Um, and then they are hunted by their uh, robot assistant, which was a military robot that uh, got damaged in the crash and is got set to like hunt mode, and so it's trying to hunt them down. Yeah. And so it's kind of like a slasher movie on Mars a little bit. But then also they discover that the algae worked and that there is breathable air. And uh, then there's bugs that crawl into your suit, which they definitely ripped off of the mummy. Yeah, if you remember the very, mummy, very scarab feel to them. Yeah, came out the year before, had the scarabs that crawled under people's skin, and they were like, oh, this will be great. We'll get these bugs that that uh, crawl into their suits and stuff like that, but then go off like fireworks when they're lit on fire. Yeah, it's some, something to do with, like, the algae on its own didn't work because the algae, like, wasn't on the planet where where it was planted, where it should have been. But then, like mm. elsewhere on the planet, when they're like go when they go off off the grid or whatever, um, they all of a sudden find like huge fields of this algae with all of these little bugs in them, and it's something to do with yeah, like yeah, yeah. the relationship between the bugs and the algae, where the bugs like eat the CO two or something, or or like or like they yeah. eat the algae and produce oxygen. Yeah, I think that that one. Let's see. Yeah, that, that one. one. Yeah. So they're they're full of oxygen, which yeah. means which that means they're they highly blow up. flammable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so that is a kind of cool scene where they're like in the guy's suit and they're just like shooting out of him, like huge like bolts of fire, just like shooting out of his suit. It looks pretty cool. But yeah, it's like popcorn coming yeah. out of his body. But I think the interesting and maybe worst thing about this movie is the decision to leave Carrie Ann Moss on the ship the entire time. And she's just by herself on the ship, trying to like yep. fix the ship to get it ready to go. Meanwhile, Val Kilmer... Yeah, by the way, Val Kilmer's the protagonist of this movie. Whoa. <laughs> Awful. Awful. Um, so he's... Uh, He's just down on the planet, and they're trying to get to... There's a different ship for some reason. It's an old Russian shuttle. Oh, yeah. It was like wasn't, car- wasn't meant for man travel. Right. It was like a cargo ship. Something like so that. So he has to like rip all the cargo out of it. So anyways, they're trying to get to that so that they can... Um, that he can launch back up into space... And then she'll pick them up. So that's basically Red Planet. Yep. The what they did was they made this weird plot that you kind of see in like flashbacks and kind of at the beginning, like very poorly hints at a romantic connection between Val Kilmer and Carrie Ann Moss, but it does not come off at all. No. Uh, like, there's the classic scene where she steps out of the shower 
And he walks in and he's like, oh, 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 oh my, you're naked. And she's like, yeah, I don't care if you see me naked. You mind just handing me a towel if you're going to stand there? You know? Yep. Doesn't doesn't bother to cover up because she's a strong, confident woman who's comfortable in her own body. Mm-hmm. And he's like, sure, allow me to take way too long to just reach over here and pass you this towel. She makes it not weird, and then he gets really creepy about it. Yeah, and that say, and they, they, I think they redo that scene, you know, later too, where like they're they need to like squeeze past each other in a tight corridor or something, and it just happens for way too long. And then we're supposed to believe that they have fallen in love, or at least are attracted. She is at least attracted to him. Mm. This is what we're supposed to accept somehow, and it no. does. It does not come off. No, 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 no. It is so forced. It's terrible. Um, and she's also the only woman in this movie. No, it's the robot. It's named Amy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she is the only woman in the movie. And, like, she starts off being, like, strong boss lady, yeah. which is well, great. Well, she, she is the mission commander, is she not? Yeah, she is. But then, like you yeah, said, okay. they just leave her on the damn ship for the whole movie. Mm-hmm. After, like, essentially being sexually harassed by Val Kilmer during the mission on the way there. But it's fine because she likes it. <sighs> and then... Which is the message that the movie sends, by the way. That's not me endorsing it. That's... Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, just, just to be clear. Yeah, and then in the very end, like he manages to launch from the Russian shuttle and get into space, but he can't get far enough, and they need to leave because of orbit reasons or whatever. And then so she yeah. like shoots herself out of the ship, attached to a big cable or something, and then like grabs him and reels back in. So she does save his life. Mm-hmm. Um. It's the only thing she does in this movie, really. And then they make out, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yes, they do. They make out yep. at zero G. Mission to Mars, on the other hand, much more pleasant film. Has about three female characters, if I remember correctly. Does it? I mean, one one main one, but there are other female characters. Oh. Um, yeah, so there's the main one who's married to, uh, is his name Woody? Yeah, it is. Oh, I guess you see what's his name's wife in flashbacks too, Jim. And at the beginning at the party, there's, uh, like Don Cheadle's wife as well. Right. Terry. Terry is her name, right? Um, Yeah. That sounds right. That's Timra. Uh, that's Woody's wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. And then Maggie was Jim's wife who got sick and died, and that's why he's not going to Mars. And he then on, on the on the first team too, there was another like a like a Russian lady. Oh yeah, there's a Russian lady on the. Oh yeah, yeah. She with on she Don dies. Cheadle's team. Yeah. She dies in a sand tornado. Um. That got nuts. So now, what's interesting about this movie is that it was directed by uh, Brian De Palma, which is weird. 
Uh, it's weird that it was directed by the guy who made Carrie and um, mm. Body Double and yeah. like you know, however many erotic thrillers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess he did also make the first Mission Impossible, which is oh, but yeah. which is also weird. <laughs> yeah, because it's like it's the guy that directed like yeah, like Carrie and Scarface is the other big one. Dressed to Kill, like these like kind of like sleazy movies, and then he does these two big Hollywood kind of movies. This was uh, the last movie that he made in the states, by the way. Uh, apparently, this was the one that that like killed him in terms of working with like ho- big Hollywood studios. Oh and wow! He, and he was like, "No, not gonna, not gonna deal with this anymore. I'm out." And went to Europe. Too many made, movies with the word "mission" in it. Just made movies. In, yeah, I guess. Yeah, probably. <laughs> just made movies in Europe from now on. Because you could kind of get away with being sleazier over there, and people are like, oh, yeah, it's good. Um, I feel like I that tried, might be an oversimplification, but... <laughs> I, I tried watching his uh, his follow-up to this the other day. It's a movie called Femme Fatale. Um, I found it at a thrift store, and I bought it. And I, I got about 20 minutes in, and I was like, nah, this is too French, and I'm too drunk for this. I gotta... <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to go back to it, but... When you're not drunk. Yeah, I went and visited my my former co-workers at the, the brewery I used to, and they sent me home with quite a bit of beer. Ah. But like, we got a bunch of, like, you know, cans in the back that were, like, you know, not filled all the way or whatever. You can have a bunch of them, so I got, got quite a bit of beer for free. Uh, Score. Yeah, did not... Did not mix well with watching weird, artistic, erotic movies. Erotic thriller movies by an American in Paris. But anyways, we digress. (laughs) Mission to Mars. Indeed. Uh, I actually quite like this movie. I watched this movie a bunch when I was a kid. Um, Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, it was it was one that I would go to the uh, the video store uh, and I'd like just like get my parents to rent me Mission to Mars over and over again. <laughs> I remember watching it. Your older sister would babysit me occasionally. Oh yeah, and she said it was the easiest job she ever had because literally all I wanted to do was watch a movie and then go to bed. The perfect child, <laughs> and I wouldn't. Yeah, and I would. I would just be like, "All right, cool, movie's over. I guess I'll brush my teeth now and go to bed." And that would Wonderful. be it. And then, and then she'd just get to hang out while I'm like, "All right, I'm going to bed. Bye." <laughs> so good. Yeah. Oh, what an angel I was. What happened? What happened? Um, oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, basically, they're, uh, the first mission on Mars gets uh, they lose they lose contact with it because a giant sand tornado at the base of a mount pretty much erupts around the base of this mountain and then like comes down and eats the rest of them. One yeah, of them like gets the top of the tornado like yeah. bends down like it a bends neck. downwards like a mouth like a nice worm yeah mouth 
Um, Creepy. And yeah, and and my favorite thing, the the main image that stuck in my head from this watching this movie as a kid was the astronaut getting spun around so fast that they just tore apart into like seven or eight different pieces. That was horrifying. I love that. That's so good. So intense. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, so yeah. So basically, most of the movie is like their their journey to go rescue Don Cheadle because they think he might still be alive, and if not, then they're gonna try and do a recovery mission and see what can be salvaged from the previous mission and kind of see what caused the the thing to happen. Uh, and it's it's great because you kind of just get to like spend time with the characters and you like the characters and you know one mm-hmm. of them uh is a, a married couple and they the line that they give in the movie is like a reason for why there's a married couple there is nasa thinks that uh, uh having a married couple would be an asset uh, in terms of like surviving the six month journey to Mars or whatever, it, you know. Do they say that? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like oh, having some you know people with previous you know you know with a previously existing relationship with one another will be beneficial because they'll be able to survive the long journey in space together without you know going insane and trying to kill each other. Oh, yeah, okay, that's fair. Which, to me, tells you that clearly all the scientists and astronauts at NASA are virgins, am I right? Whoa! Burn! Man, you just slammed all of NASA. Boom! Got (laughs) him. Do they do anything anymore? Like, What are they even doing? Uh, No, they don't really do anything. Elon Musk does everything now. Mm. They lease their the Musk Man. They lease their launch pads and stuff to SpaceX, and SpaceX is now sending astronauts to the space station. Huh. Yeah, they oh, they yeah. just launched uh, their their rocket ship, their their Dragon or whatever it's called. I think the Dragon, right? The rocket Falcon. Dragon Falcon. Rocket? Oh, this Falcon the Dragon. Dragon? The, the Dragon capsule. Dragon Falcon rocket. The capsule is the dragon. <laughs> the uh, rocket itself is the Falcon 9. And it's the one that, like, it's it's just a rocket. It's not like, you know, the shuttle or anything like that. And the rocket goes up, ejects off the, the capsule. And then the rocket falls back down and lands upright. Wow. So that they can reuse it? And so then, yeah, so then they can reuse it. Because before, it would just be like... You shoot them off, capsule ejects, the rocket explodes or crashes down in the ocean or something. Yeah. Waste of a perfectly good rocket. And then. So much, so much money wasted in that. Mm hmm. And then the, you know, the capsule crashes down uh, into the ocean with a parachute and you have to rescue the astronauts within five minutes or they drown. (laughs) It's a good good (laughs) system. Yeah. Yeah. So. Now now it's better. <laughs> well, that sounds good. Uh, so, why did we get on to... Oh, right, because 
no one at NASA has ever been married, and that's why they would assume that <laughs> married people would be better for cohabitating. Uh, I mean, I've never been married either. I don't know why I'm making this joke. I think it was just a good joke. Nailed it. I nailed it. I'll cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's why there's a husband and wife team. And there was going to be uh, another husband and wife team. It was going to be Jim and his wife. But then she got sick so, and died. So she couldn't come for yeah. obvious reasons <laughs> of being dead. So... They got the guy from Scream Two instead to to ride. Oh yeah, that's right. To ride shotgun in that. Uh, it's just yeah. It's what's her name? Sydney's boyfriend from Scream Two, mm-hmm. who gets spoilers gets shot to death in the very last scene when he's strapped to a cross or something. I don't remember that movie, <laughs> but Timothy Oliphant. Anyways, uh, yeah. So most of the movie is kind of their journey, and there's like you know the scene where they're in zero g like dancing. Yeah, that was a cute scene. That was cute. Um, and I think one of the things I really liked about this is like one, you could tell it was directed by a guy who one has directed movies before, and B <laughs> will go on to direct more movies after this <laughs> because he's a good director. Anthony Hoffman, who directed Red Planet, has directed nothing else and is so insignificant he doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. Wow. Yeah. That is insignificant. In this day and age, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even I have an IMDb page, but... Oh, yeah, you totally do. uh, You do, too, by the way, I think. What? Yeah. Because you were in Henchman. For Henchman? And... I would put everyone in that, yeah. <laughs> Looking it up right now. Am I on IMDb? Oh, there's so many. I think there's only a I couple. Have such of... a common name. I hate it. Ooh, did I work on The Hunger Games? No. I doubt it. Was I an actor in A Family of Ghosts? Uh-oh. I was. <laughs> <laughs> because A Family of Ghosts. 2017 talking trees 2017 in 2015 henchman dom wait what but were you just credited i was credited for other things after put being put in for henchman oh that's good well wow. uh now i have well, ta- three credits talking trees is joel's movie oh right 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 right, right. Well, what the hell is a family of ghosts don't know. And why and why was I in it as a woman? I got a pretty big Adam's apple. It's hard for me to play a woman. Yeah, you were definitely not in this. So their mission to Mars. No, where was the time at? Oh yeah, directing. Uh one of the things I like most about I think this movie uh, is that Brian De Palma knows how to direct a movie. So um not only does the the story make sense and the characters have, you know, are relatable and things like that but also just like the visuals are really cool and a lot of uh, there's a lot of really cool camera moves where you know they're in zero g and you'll see one of the characters kind of walking around they they kind of took it from like 2001 i think the big like circular um mm. like ring on the ship you know at the beginning of 2001 the guy's jogging yeah and then you see him he's like walking around the whole 
thing, but so they kind of took it from that. But you see, like one character like go start climbing up a ladder, and then the camera will like tilt and turn, and all of a sudden he's like he's still climbing up the ladder, but now he's actually moving downwards in the frame towards mm-hmm. the center of this, you know, kind of, and you realize it's got like it's basically a wheel with a bunch of spokes, and they all kind of converge into like this center piece that he like goes in to like get to the rest of the ship or whatever. And it's like little like cool images like that. Um, yeah, it it was a a visually interesting movie for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, that it just kind of it's so it elevated it so much above Red Planet. Like yeah, which Red, Red, Red Planet? Now. I remember like too. We, it started and and there was some CGI that was like okay, that's not bad. Like remember we, we even yeah. said like oh that's that's all right, and then every single CGI scene after the first one just got lower and lower and lower yeah. in quality. Yeah, like the first like shot of like their spaceship, like, you know. Um and and you know, I I I was watching this thing about um like why the first Jurassic Park, like why the T-Rex attack scene looks so good even though that was, you know, done in 1993. And it's like um this visual effects artist was kind of breaking it down and he was going like, "Well, like look, it's set at night." So there's like one light, mm-hmm. you know, there's like one light coming from one direction that's lighting it. So like, all you got to do is worry about, and you know, and it's raining. So like, it's kind of obscuring it. And so like, I think that kind of applies to like the, the red planet ship is like the first shot. It's like, there's one light. <laughs> it's the sun shining yep. on like half of it. And then. I think I don't know why the rest of it didn't kind of come off like that, but yeah, especially once they get down onto Mars. Oh, fun fact about Mars, by the way, in this movie, uh, it was shot uh, in a place called Wadi Rum. Hold on, I gotta pull this up, uh, which is a very very popular filming location in Jordan, uh, but it has been used for Mars four times. Once in Red Planet, and once in Mission to Mars. Oh yeah, there it is. So they shot these the two Mars place. movies uh, at the same time. Um, both set on Mars, both released in the same year. Uh, but then also in 2013, it was the used as location for Last Days on Mars, which is a good movie, by the way. I haven't uh, seen that one. It's like a sci-fi. I think it's on Netflix. So it's kind of like a alien-esque kind of like movie. Like hmm. These guys, um, astronauts are on Mars, but then one of them gets infected with like a black goop. And then it, they, oh. uh, you know, tries to kill the rest of the team. Uh, it's good. And then Mar, uh, the Martian in 2015 also <laughs> used it for uh, Mars for on Mars. Earth. Yeah, totally. Uh, and it's being used for Arrakis in the new Dune movie. Oh, nice. And it was used as Jetta in Rogue One and Pasana in The Rise of Skywalker. So two wow. different Star Wars planets. Yeah, <laughs> right? Very popular location. Yeah, and it was used in Prometheus as the alien planet. It's amazing. Uh, wow. So 
that's just a fun fact. I thought it was very funny that they were probably shooting, you know, these two Mars movies within like a mile of each other. <laughs> <laughs> on, on, yeah. Although, well, because they were released far enough apart, maybe they weren't. I don't know. I don't really care. Um, Still though, same fun place, fact. Same year. Fun that's fact. Super weird. Uh, so yeah, so there's very little Mars though on Mission to Mars. You know, they're they're outside on Mars very little. Yeah, which that's I think, true. in a way, actually kind of works to the movie's advantage. Um, because basically the plot on Mission to Mars is they um they go to Mars, uh, on the way down to Mars something goes wrong and they have to do a spacewalk in order to get to their landing shuttle. Mm-hmm. Which, l- let's just say, too, like, on, in both movies, getting to Mars, something terrible happens. Like, mm-hmm. that happens in both of them. With Red Planet... Yeah. With Red Planet, it's like, oh, we need to, like, eject the shuttle with you guys in it, but... Yeah, which is Trinity why Carrie Ann Moss stay behind. Yeah. stays on the ship, yeah. Well, yeah, because they got hit by, like, ion waves or something that, like, fried all their electricals or whatever. Something weird, uh, yeah. In this one, it was... There was a teeny tiny meteorite that blasted through the hull. Yep. And so one of them had to go out and plug the leak. Uh, and then they had... From there, there was something wrong with the ejecting the shuttle as well. Then they had to go into the shuttle from outside the spaceship, basically. Right? Yeah. Because the capsule... The capsule was already falling, I think. Yeah, something like they lost... I think they lost power or something? Yeah. But yeah, they had to like straight up abandon ship, like... Yeah, it's kind of well. It's kind of confusing because the entire time that that's happening, uh, you know, the meteorite goes through the hole. They got to go plug the hull, um, um, but then at the same time, it blew through Jim's helmet, so he can't put his helmet on, and they're losing atmosphere. And yeah. so the whole time it's happening, you're like, "Oh my god! Like, what's happening to Jim? Like, it's like this very like high tense scene, um, and it's a really really good scene. But I think in that you kind of lose." the other information about the space shuttle mm-hmm. capsule. Cause like for some reason they can't get into the shuttle. Maybe they had to like seal it off or no. Cause it's, it's ejected. I don't know. Somehow the capsule is not a part of the main ship anymore. Oh no, no, no. It was, it was like they, they couldn't land the main, the main ship. Like the main ship was gonna something. Wait, what was it? Oh, I, just, I think I remembered. Okay, so okay. The, me- the meteorite pierces the hull. That happened. Mm-hmm. Um, also, really interesting, cool scene. Um, like, Woody is outside the other three. His wife, Jim, our main character, and the funny guy um, are all, all inside, and Jim is starting to suffocate. And outside, Woody can't find the, link, the leak. And so Jim gets a packet of Dr. Pepper... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and he just opens it up in zero gravity and it just slowly makes its way over to where it's leaked. And so it starts to seep out of the ship. And yeah. that's how Woody finds the leak to plug it up. Yeah. Um, what happened was um, that wasn't the only meteorite. That was the only meteorite that pierced the hull. Right. But 
meteorites had pierced their fuel. Right. And so there was like this long strand of rocket fuel Mm -hmm. that like started coming out and then immediately freezing and then froze into this big piece and started going behind the shuttle. And they're like, all right, we need to like fire up our rocket boosters to get right in just the right angle in order to enter the atmosphere of the planet so we don't burn Mm -hmm. up and die. They fire off the the rocket and the fuel that was just floating behind the ship blows up. Right. Yes. Yes. And so like, remember all that they are straight up screwed. Like that, that ship is now like partially destroyed, not functional and will definitely enter the atmosphere at the wrong angle and burn up and explode. Right, yes. And so what they do is they're like, we need to get the fuck off of this ship or we're straight up going to die. And there is a satellite in orbit that's like, they're they're going to pass soon. And so like their plan is to just out in space in their suits, make their way over to this shuttle. Right, and then, like, yeah, yeah, And then yeah. like get inside it and try to make it land. It's super high stakes. Yeah. Um, I think overall, I mean, I like Mission to Mars as a movie better, but I think one of the things I like about it the most is, um, I like all of the, like, outer space stuff, you know, like, I, um, I like their suit design better, mm-hmm. um, I think the spacewalk stuff looks really good, uh, the visual effects in general are, are better than Red Planet, and obviously yeah. the characters and everything are, are are better. Uh, I would happily recommend this movie to people. Uh, you know, if someone was like, I don't like a good movie about Mars, but I gotta watch Mission to Mars. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, Woody, unfortunately, dies trying to get to the spaceship. He overshoots. Um, yeah, like, he, he, he launches off in order to, like, connect the like rope that they have on a little reel and gun yeah and so he launches off with that rope he manages to connect it but then can't grab on he's going too fast because he ran out of fuel and can't stop himself yeah his like his personal um little rocket pack rocket pack thing that they have yeah yeah Yeah. so uh he he ends up taking off his helmet in order to stop his wife from using her fuel to come get him because she wouldn't have enough to make it back to the ship. Yep. Um, it's like a good emotional scene. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Um, so they get down to the planet, they find Don Cheadle and he's like, Hey man, I've been going crazy growing potatoes. Uh, also <laughs> there's aliens here. And they're like, what? And then turns out that the mountain they were trying to drill into is actually a giant alien face. Yep. Like a, I mean, okay, it's not an actual alien's face. It's like a, a, a metal carving of an alien face. And they're like, huh, let's... Uh, and there's like a signal coming off of it. And so they're like, okay, let's uh, let's rig up this thing to like transmit a signal back to it and see if we can open it up. Uh, and they end up going inside, and they there's air in there. They can breathe, and basically an alien 
Is it an actual alien or just a hologram? It was a hologram. I'm pretty okay, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah like, they they go into like this big hologram room, that's mm-hmm. like showing showing the uh, the galaxy. Yeah, and it basically Except, shows that they the Martians colonized Earth or or created life on Earth, right? Like, yep, is what they yeah. Uh, and so then Jim decides that he's gonna go with the aliens to a new planet, and then the rest of them go home. They rescue Don Cheadle. Terry and Don Cheadle and uh, I forget Don Cheadle's character's name uh, yeah, and uh, Scream Two boyfriend <laughs> make it off the planet. Which is like, why? Why does he get to live? <laughs> His job in this movie basically is to just sit in a chair. Not always the same chair, but in pretty much every scene, he's sitting in some sort of chair in front of a computer. Yeah, sometimes you need someone sitting in a chair in front of a computer. Like, they all go out to the um, alien face to check it out, and he just sits there. Yeah, well, he's, he's the one having, like, in the, the, ship. the ship prepped so that yeah, they can he... leave at the right time or something. So, yeah, it just uh, sucks. That, that's, like, you know, sucks as an acting gig. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Better than Scream 2. Well, yeah, he got to kiss Nev Campbell, so that's nice. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Sucks for her. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's a fine-looking guy. He looks he looks fine. He's um, a nice, funny, good-looking, funny-looking guy. Yeah, so I think, like, overall, the clear winner is Mission to Mars. We've said that many times. Um, yes, there was some kind of weird Mars obsession going on in the early 2000s, though, man. Because there was, like, these two movies. And then the next year, John Carpenter made Ghosts of Mars. Like, uh, uh, and there was another one, I think it's called Stranded, that also came out. Similar, similar time. Huh. People just all up on that Mars stuff, huh? Yeah. Very weird, weird. Yeah, Ghosts of Mars was in 2001. Is that anything like A Family of Ghosts? Uh, well, you'd know you're in it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Stranded. It's a it's a Spanish movie, but it's English language. Uh, never seen it. Anyways, <laughs> so yeah, that uh, that's kind of... What else do we need to say? Mission to Mars wins on all categories, I think. Acting, better. Plot, story, characters, better. Directing, better. Special effects, better. Yep. Although I will say the the Martian in Mission to Mars, like the hologram, looks pretty (laughs) damn bad. It doesn't look good, but I'll forgive it on the basis of it being a hologram and not an actual... Okay and not an actual physical alien. I'll give it that kind of pass. I guess that's fair. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I like the sci-fi design of Mission to Mars better. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little more NASA-y. And I like I liked the way that Mars looks on Mission to Mars better. On Red Planet, it was like they just, like, Put a red filter over everything. <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. 
and Mission to Mars actually feels like properly lit. You know, like it feels like a different planet. Yeah, where it's like the planet is red, but you can still tell that their spacesuits are white because the air on Mars isn't red. <laughs> are you sure? No, I'm not. I've never been there. Mm. So there you go. It's called the Red Planet, not... bud. It it is. You know what? You're right. Maybe we get there and everything is just in a haze of red. But yep. Somehow I doubt it. <laughs> so anyways, uh yeah, I think I think we've kind of covered everything then. Is there anything else we need to make fun of in these movies? Um I mean, no, we probably went over the landing balls in Red Planet. That was a good one. The landing balls are good. If you can just watch yeah. the landing ball scene on YouTube, maybe check that out. But this good. is like, this is a hard movie to get a hold of. Like, I don't, yeah, I, I don't think it's been released on Blu-ray. <laughs> it's kind of people are like, mm, we can just let that one die. Mission, oh, one, Mission one to thing Mars about- is better. <laughs> Yeah, one thing about Mission to Mars that I really liked, it's it's such a classic thing when we're watching a movie and someone likes to just like, oh, why don't we just do, you know, this course of action? And then you as a member of the audience are like, no, that's stupid because of this thing that's wrong. And you're just thinking like, oh, what dumb characters. There were like three or four times in this movie where someone's like, well, let's just do this. And I out loud was like, no, just do this thing. And then Jim, the character, said exactly what I just said. Sorry, in Red Planet or Mission to Mars? No, in Mission to Mars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There were so many times I was like, no, that's stupid because of this. And then Jim's like, no, we can't because of this thing that Matthew just said. And I'm like, oh, yeah. he's a smart character. Yeah. I that... love it. <laughs> they, Yeah, the, the characters in, in Mission to Mars are are quite good and and resourceful, and they get themselves out of their own problems. Yep, and they don't get themselves into stupid problems by doing dumb things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, Red Planet has been released on Blu-ray. Sorry, my bad. Oh well, I'll try to forgive you. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. Uh. Overall, I think Red Planet. Do we want to give them ratings? Yeah, of course. We always give ratings to the movies we watch. Mm-hmm. You know what's one thing we haven't done in a while, actually? We used to do all Rotten the time. Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, we used to do the Rotten Tomatoes score. Yeah, we just haven't been doing that for, like, several episodes. Yeah. Oh, also, if you want a Blu-ray of Mission to Mars, it is out of print, and it is expansive. Oh. That's, a six, that's a $60 Blu-ray I'm no looking at right now. Yeah. Uh, anyways, yes, let's do the Rotten Tomatoes scores. We'll start with uh, Mission to Mars. Mission to Mars, Rotten Tomatoes. Is it... 64. Oh, no, dude, no. Oh. No. 42. No, unfortunately. 42? Closer. Thirty-seven, not even. Twenty-four uh, percent. No. Twenty-four. That's so low. Unnecessary, I think. Yeah. No, like that's yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't that. It, it was. Come on. 
I I enjoyed myself watching it. I think maybe the thing that might like tip a lot of critics over the edge is like the alien bit at the end. Mm. And it's like, oh, there was an alien spaceship, and we just get into you know. If they had just like gone to Mars and had to do some like Mars stuff without involving aliens, maybe it would have been better. But but it wasn't about the aliens. It's about the resolution yeah. of Jim's character. Exactly. He was supposed to go to Mars first, and then his wife died, and then he couldn't, and he was super depressed, and his life sucked and was really sad. And then he did get to go to Mars, and he did get to learn about alien life, and he was like, you know what? There's nothing back for me on Earth. I'm going to make my life worth it by going where no man has gone before. Yeah, it's a new adventure for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Uh, I like about it. All right. What about Red Planet? What do you think? Nineteen. Too generous, my friend. <laughs> Too generous. Is it eleven? Uh, not quite that bad. Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. Yeah, that's nice and low. It's not like the I lowest, said, but it's nice and low. Like I said, this director, uh, director Anthony Hoffman. He has directed nothing since then. In terms of feature films, I think he's been like a commercial director and stuff. Uh, but he does have one in production. Hmm. Uh, I'll skip it. Fox Fox Hunt? Yeah, it's like an action movie. Uh, Whatever. But still, that uh, that was, you know... 20 years ago that this movie came out he hasn't directed a movie in 20 years so well i think we're both comfortable giving red planet the rating of that is one big pile of shit one big pile of shit that is one big pile of shit absolutely and then mission to mars how are you feeling oh breakfast club fist bump all the way yeah me too man Uh, pretty pretty good movie, I think. Um, it's unfortunate that it killed Brian De Palma's uh, career in America, but yeah, you know what? He's he's had a he's had a good career and he's still working. So who fucking cares? Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Uh, man, what a what an interesting dichotomy of films we viewed. Indeed. They could have been so similar, and they were not. Mm-hmm. For our uh, our first ever double feature uh, on the podcast. That's, that's pretty fun. Yeah. 40th episode, double feature. What a way to celebrate this milestone. Oh, this momentous occasion. 40 terrible films. Well, 41, technically. Yeah, yeah. Plus a couple we did on Patreon. Oh, yep. Yeah. The daytime ended. Oof. Oh no. You you want you want access to that monstrosity? Us just like losing our minds trying to explain <laughs> this movie. I think that's worth your three dollars right there for the access to the bonus episode level. Oh man. Oh man, it was such a bad movie. Rough. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, fun times, fun times. It was fun times, and next month 
uh, we're going to have even funner times. <laughs> even funner times. We are going to watch Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, yes. I bought... This is my commitment to this podcast. I bought the DVD. Okay? This was brand new on eBay. Wow. It's this classic snapper case. Look oh, at this yeah. double gate fold. Oh, it looks good, listener. It looks good. Look at this with the... Oh. Woo! Yep. Oh, Nelly. I'm so excited for this movie. From the year 2000. Dungeons and Dragons, starring Jeremy Irons and other people. <laughs> uh, Jeremy Irons is in that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Dude, Jeremy Irons is in this movie and he wins the award for the most overacting ever done by anyone on film ever. Yes. Love it. It is like you can tell he knows exactly what movie he's in and he does not <laughs> give a shit. I'm so it's amazing. Um, <sighs> so yeah, we're gonna watch Dungeons and Dragons next month. I will rip that DVD uh, and and send it to you. I'm gonna have some comments on the DVD itself. By the way, I'm gonna do like a bit of a DVD review because the menus on this DVD painful to navigate. Yeah. Oh baby. Well, I'll get into it more on the on the. On next month's podcast, but I wanted it has some documentaries, some behind the scenes documentaries, and I was like, "Yes, please explain yourselves." Um, <laughs> as as well as sort of just a history of Dungeons and Dragons, the game. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Um, that bit was actually pretty interesting, but oh, to get there, let me tell you, <laughs> difficult. So yeah, we're gonna continue with with Dungeons and Dragons next month. I think that's gonna be pretty fun. I'm on board. Time for me to wrap up the show then. Good luck. Here we I'll go. I'll be right here if you need me. I'm just going to sit back a bit, let you do your thing. Matt, I'm going to do a good job this month just to prove to you that I can. I'll be here <laughs> watching you do it. All right. Uh, that's the show uh, for this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please uh, give us a rating and a review on itunes it helps a lot and of course if you have a friend that you think would enjoy the show please pass it along to them or download it on their phone while you know they go to the bathroom or something why they're not taking their phone to the bathroom with them what kind of friend people are you friends with be careful they might be insane um you can find us on itunes uh or apple Podcasts, spotify youtube uh, Stitcher, Google Play, pretty much anywhere where podcasts exist, we're there. iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio, thank you. Um, we have an email address. It's retrocrappod uh, at gmail.com. Get in touch if you want uh, us to read out uh, you know, a comment or something from you on, on the podcast. We just might you suggest us a movie. Uh, correct us uh, if we've been wrong about something. We've had that happen before. Where someone's been like, hey, idiots, actually, there was this other character called the Human Torch, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> or ask us a question, you know, if we want to, uh, our opinions on, you're like, hey, what did you think of, uh, I don't know, anything. What did you think of anything? And then we'll tell you. Um, 
you send us an email. If you want like movie recommendations, you want to suggest a movie for us to watch on the podcast, that's uh, also good. You can hit us up at uh, at RetroCrapPod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, I'm on Twitter the most, uh, so if you want to get in touch with us, that's probably the best place to do it. Other than that, uh, as we mentioned, we do have a Patreon. Uh, there's some bonus content up there, some movie commentary tracks for The Phantom Menace and Dune. And we got some bonus episodes uh, as well there about some some pretty bad movies. And we're going to be doing another one shortly uh, where we kind of recap the last 40 episodes of the podcast. Um, other than that, I think that's it. You did it. Did I do it? I think oh. you did it. I think or, I did too. I mean, too. you're not quite done. You just still have one more thing to say. Um, it's the, la- the last thing you say. Oh, right. Yeah, I know. I was trying to come up with a funny joke to say, but I couldn't. Like famous last words. Yeah, like I was going to, you know, you're like, you like, as we always say on this podcast, and I was like, don't eat the yellow snow or something. <laughs> but I'll just, uh, how about I just say the thing that I normally say? Yeah, it's up to you. I'll do that. All right. Uh, Thanks for listening, everyone. Keep watching crap.